how do we combine the essence of the spirituality with the architectural process? Um, Discuss. Feeling. It's feeling. It's certainly, you know, the instinct, intuition. We can talk about what intuition is. You know, people talk about it as this here kind of collection of past life experience, past life experiences that are then kind of, you know, become your, you know, the, the, the library of experience that you have that you can kind of touch, um, touch, but through only the, 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 the feeling body. There's the mind body, there's the energy body. But when we see, and I, I, I'm a yoga practitioner. I've been practicing asana. I've had an asana practice um, for many years. Well, twelve years seriously. But you know, I, I started before that. But um, but whenever your mind um, is balanced, sorry, when your body is in balance, right, then your mind will follow. Um, but buildings can impact on that, right? Uh, and that's why I, I talk about kind of, you know, when I come back from traveling, I, I had an aversion to corners, which is a whole other story, right? But but I guess in my practice... What was your problem with corners? I just, they were so unnatural. And so I just, I just, I remember I came back and I was sitting there. <laughs> that's, fun, that's an interesting story. <clears throat> but anyway, there's a couple of interesting stories. But I, I just, I was, I just felt very uncomfortable in a room, in, in a, you know, in a... With four walls and an orthogonal space, orthogonal being kind of ordered, I just felt it felt very unnatural, and I needed to get away from it. And I remember I took off the festival that weekend, mm-hmm. slept in a tent, and enjoyed music, and you know just grooved with other energy beings, you know. And and I guess like to bring to talk about the idea of bringing the spirit connection to, to architecture. It's ultimately about understanding that architecture impacts on spirit, on on being, on on energy being, right? And then, as an architect, you need to use your energy being. Now, this is my opinion: to feel your way through an idea, or a proposition, or a design that can support those who are occupying that space. And and obviously, the point in my in my practice, where buildings should not have a function. A dedicated function and that's for a number of reasons because um, you what you're really doing is harnessing the five elements right space air fire water earth is what we're all made of is what we're made of is what everything is made of right? and once you can create an environment that understands and supports the energy called prana special mm-hmm. prana prana is life force energy once you can create um, an environment that sub- understands and supports that through um, well through techniques that Architectural, environmental, but also I, I employ ancient principles of Vastu Shastra, which is a six thousand year old kind of ancient Indian way of thinking about um, spatial design. Um, that again looks at the five elements, and you can divide a plan into space, air, fire, water, earth. And there are principles that, when you read the ancient texts, translated Sanskrit texts, they're really fascinating because first of all, it describes the architect. And what the architect should be, and his ma- his or her manner. Well, back there, his manner, you know, and the 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 the, the, the friendships that they should have, and think it was, it's, it's quite interesting. And then, um, so and then teaches you the kind of the rules, and it's all got to do with Vastu Shastra is a sister science to Joydish, and Joydish is um, Eastern uh, astrology, okay, but it's also a sister science to Ayurveda, which is Eastern medicine. Do these practices lend themselves 
to your clients or do they lend themselves to an environment or a building? It's ultimately for the, for the occupant. You know, like you're creating- so your starting point with your five elements is always with the client, it, um, the client's needs. Uh, no, but it's, it's almost like that practice become, has become something that I can just feel my way through now. You know, I'm not, although I do, I do, you know, overlay a diagram, you know, or sketch over thinking about the five elements in the water and how, you know, the, like the northeast is a prayer room or the or the room that, you know, um, is the water element. So, you know, if you focus the water in the northeast or in the southeast is the, is the, is the fire element. And, and, you know, subconsciously I have, I'm working on a project at the moment and it's for a great client in, in, in Kingston upon Thames and it's a new build and it's demolishing, demolishing an existing building. But when I look at it now, it's like, it's very, um, like the, the, the fire element is there in the southeast. Give me an example when you say, how does that work? So, so taking your five, five elements. elements. So, so, okay. So you can How does take, that work with your client in Kingston? It just, okay, so, I mean, I, I'm not talking directly with my clients saying, okay, this is, you know, it's almost like at the end of the process, it's like. It's almost the five elements are an embodiment are they, of the entire process. They are, they've been considered. They've been considered, but, you know, so for example, when you're cooking facing east, I mean, these are um, not, you know, I guess, conditions of. Of, of this ancient Vastu Shastra and any Vastu, I mean, there's a Vastu University in, in India. Vastu? What's Vastu Shastra? That is the, the science. It's the yoga of building, the yoga of place, the yoga of space. The tell yoga. me about tell me about the yoga of space. Well, it, it understands that, that, that the five elements, right? It understands that, as I say, there are conditions. So, for example... And, and this, so, so the yoga of space is the principle around which you and, design your buildings? Um, I, I do, okay, so I, I have that knowledge and that knowledge comes from uh, working with a client to design a temple and monastery back in 2004 on an island in Northern Ireland for a beta community, right? So I studied this, I spent years and that's why whenever I closed my office in 2009, in, in London, I get a one-way ticket to Delhi to explore these temples that I'd studied because I'd studied temple architecture. I was standing a temple. I learned about Vastu Shastra. I had read the texts. Um, I had designed the building. The buildings, I was very versed in it and I wanted to go and explore, you know. The, the Western world, mm -hmm. from what I can see, is that, you know, the majority of, of possibly the clients that are available to architects um, enjoy science and objectivity fact yes. yeah. and when we think about feeling that's yeah. something that is an intangible and I disagree i can feel this room you can mm. feel this room mm. you know you can feel any room you're in it, mm -hmm. you know you, you you we move through space that we have we have this aversion to being within you know and mm. and that's just a but but if you read those signs how you move through space whether it's in the city or, you know, mm. the alleyway or the, the, par the park, mm. you slow down moving through a park. You know, if you think about why you're doing that, it's because of what that space, the energy of that space that, that you're moving through. Mm. Um, what I was saying there is about applying that that to my work in terms of, um, and I, I know you're saying about our existing building stock and our residential buildings are, I mean, I think they're, 
they don't understand. I mean, they, they are of an of of a of another generation. Uh, most of our building stock, right across the, the how country. so in terms of energy. In terms of you know, in terms of when it was constructed, okay. So we have our you know, um, terrace buildings or you know of you know of um, inner city or you know um, we have our semi-detached kind of mm-hmm. suburban living, nineteen mm-hmm. thirties right through the decades of the twentieth century. But they they were designed for a certain way of living, not for um, for how we occupy space. Mm-hmm. And that's why, and that's why I get so many people coming to me. I mean, asking me to uh, help them to rethink their space, the, like their existing buildings. I'm really interested in existing buildings because we all, most of us, live in the, in those buildings that are ill considered. Mm-hmm. I mean, most buildings are ill considered, even by architects. They're ill considered, right? Because they don't understand it. So, one of I go into this. Wow. Right? So, you call yourself a spiritual architect? I. I what does that actually do. mean? Um, it's combining the spirit practices with it's, it's merging all my practices. I mean, I, 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 again, another moment in my career when I just thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm an architect, but I've got all these practices. Like, well, I just need, need to merge these, you know? Merge what? So you merge my thinking about you backpack through India, backpacking. I didn't you backpack. Qualified as I travelled very different. Um, I and I travelled in rural India. I had to get away from the tourists. Because I wanted to immerse myself in the, in just in a different culture, like right in the heart of it, and and that was a, an amazing experience to understand how how we live in the West, you know, like reflecting like when you're moving through indigenous cultures in other parts of the world, and I used to draw a map on the sand. Because I was kind of traveling at one point down the west coast of India on my motorbike, and I'd never traveled on a motorbike before on the roads until I was in India. I just had to get away from the tourists, and I ended up doing almost 20,000 kilometers on that motorbike, which is still up there in the Himalayas. But um, I, 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 I had a hammock, and I would, I would throw up a hammock in the, you know, in the coast, and, and, and all of a sudden you're surrounded by people, and you, you thought you were away in the middle of nowhere, and it was all rural. And, and, but... And the communication was stifled. You know, most people can speak English in India, but you know, in these rural places, not so much. But I used to draw a map of, of the of, of the world on the sand, right? And I, Ireland would be huge, of course. And then, like, not inten- well, not intentionally, but it just happens that this round from then England, and then, and then you your perspective of the world. Correct, correct. So you move through Europe, and then and then and then you move through, and then and then you, and that would happen. That would occur, and then you think. I remember then looking here, let me just see, check that, or have a look and see how wrong I really am, you know? And then you start realizing that Europe is just this little place on the planet. Yet, we see it as everything, right? And it's all, and it's a, it's a, it's a created culture, you know? It's not, it doesn't understand, our culture doesn't understand the elements, doesn't understand how we, sh- we should be living on the planet. The elements, fire, Space, air, fire, water, earth is what we're all made of. Is what you know, and light, you know, we're we're light, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So th- that was a real learning, kind of. The, to, to only when you're out of something can you reflect on it. 